Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, the team rested in Cambion while observing that the police actions of the city guards and the cockroach problem both seemed to be getting a bit out of hand. Tiburone and Oliver dueled and Tiburone learned some new skills. The team was summoned once again to the portal to travel to the Great Library because a knight's agent has reported that Salius is in danger. And, by the way, it turns out that Oliver is Sora McIntyre's father? Sarsa was first through the portal. Sarsa... You're used to portal travel being a little bit wonky, so it's not a total surprise when you step through the portal and gravity takes like a 90 degree turn, so you are immediately falling face down towards the ground. You briefly glimpse some books and bookshelves, so it does seem like you're probably in the library, but you're also rapidly falling towards a person that you land fully on. You end up face to face on this person laying on the ground. This figure that you're now on top of wraps their left arm around you tightly to hold you against them, and you feel two quick thuds, and you realize what happens is this person on their left arm has a big shield and just defended you from something that was shot at your back. So that arm stays in place after those two thuds, and you recognize this person. Your bodies are pressed up against each other, so it's too close to get a clear look at the person, but you know everything about this person. You know this person's smell, you know the strange, quiet noise that his mithril armor makes, and you know the voice of his sword, which now says, Jarek Darkharbor, you must keep your mind focused on the battle at hand. You're in the library, you're laying on top of Jarek, you have a brief moment to react. As you're doing that, he starts raising his other arm with the sword in it. What? What are you doing here? Jarek! Just, just hang on, hang on. And he shoots out of his right, uh, in his right hand is his sword, and he shoots uh, a blast of Eldritch Blast out of it, and it goes out and it hits something, again, behind you that you can't see, because you're laying on him like your faces are inches apart. Um, it sounds like he's hit something, and then two... The left of his head drops down an empty, like, hardback book cover, and then some pages start, like, fluttering around all around you. Another moment to react? Hey. Uh, Jerk, uh, thank you. And she's just going to real quick uh, throw, uh, if she can kind of maneuver her hand onto his chest, she will cast Guidance on him very quickly as an action. And, and then uh, just, what in the blazes is going on here? Uh, so you do that. You put your hand on his chest. You kind of like push up off him a little bit to put your hands on his chest. And uh, then a, uh, a possum man drops out of the portal, which is above you, uh, with a giant cockroach on a leash. And those two things now bounce off of the... Jarek's shield as well. Again, like pushing you down. They're starting to dogpile you. So you're again, like right on top of him. Um, and this is a lot to handle, Sarsa. There's a lot going on. At this moment, you hear the voice inside your head say louder than it ever has before. The same thing the cursed amulet always whispers to you. Go ahead and make a constitution save. Oh, no. 14. I forgot my save number for werewolfness. I think I, th I think it's fifteen. <laughs> so, um, if you had had guidance, you would get out of it. But I think in this moment, on top of Jarek, you turn into a werewolf. <laughs> well, that's that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Probably also at that moment, Tiburon drops through the portal, lands on Randall and the cockroach. So there, y'all are. Uh, Jarek is now extremely confused. There is a werewolf on him and uh, a, a Randall, the possum person who he has never met, and a giant cockroach, Tiburon. And I, I, 
<laughs> I was gonna give. I'm gonna give a moment for everybody for there. <laughs> if we can play that out a little bit, huh? What? What is that? Huh? Yeah, Jarek, uh, we probably should discuss this, but maybe not right now. I've been going through some stuff. Uh, uh, this is Randall. Uh, you probably remember Tiburon. Uh, hello, good to see you. What is that? <laughs> Pointing at the giant cockroach, which I think at this point oh. shrinks down back into a regular size cockroach. Oh, oh no. Come back, buddy. And he's going to like kind of look on the ground and try and find him, but maybe he gets Jer- away. <laughs> Jarek's going to grab a book and slam it down on the cockroach, but the book, <laughs> I don't think that does it. So all that happens is you start to see the book kind of like move around as the cockroach <laughs> resists underneath it. The spine <sighs> breaks a little bit. <laughs> the spine of the book. Cockroach don't have spines. <laughs> that should not happen. That is not okay. Randall's going to um, oh, get off and he's going to push him and then uh, pick him up. Are you okay, Papa? You okay, Papa? And at this point, I'm going to turn over the DM's chair to our guest DM, Matt Messerman, everybody. <laughs> hey, that's me. What the what? What the what? Cool. Yeah. So you guys, uh, Jarek was in the middle of a fight when all this happened. Uh, the sudden appearance of, uh, of a tiefling turned werewolf, a possum, a giant cockroach, and Tiburon uh, kind of freaks all the things that he was fighting out and they they backed up for a moment but as you guys are are scrambling to get up off the floor and kind of regrouping yourself they have also regrouped and uh they come towards you what you see is basically they look like books wreathed in shadow and dust and smoke uh like they're they're very sort of nebulously formed and they are uh some are crawling on the ground some are flapping their way towards you but they are all looking mean everyone rolling wait those things are bad we need to take care of those things also sars is a werewolf did you know sars was a werewolf and by thought i don't know about the cockroach this is uh anyway if you have spells spells and spells and swords spells and swords time if we could listen jerry you gotta keep up because we all know about this you gotta keep it up man Okay, possum guy. Uh, do you want us to roll initiative or? Yes, please. Yes, Jarek, roll the one. His initiative is here. I miss Jarek. <laughs> 16. Uh, 12 for Randall. Oh, I also rolled a one, but I'm plus two. That's a three. Oh, who it's has like- a higher dex? I have plus two. I'm plus two. <sighs> Twinsies. I don't know what happens after that. I hold hands with the werewolf. Mother's we maiden name. <laughs> you guys, you guys are gonna fight together. Um, all right. <laughs> cool. We'll figure out what happens when we get to you guys. Uh, all right. Well, we'll start off with uh, Tiburon. You see a bunch uh, of there, there's just like a swarm of shadowy books flying at you. I hope the librarian general isn't very flammable. And uh, Tyrone's going to prepare a chromatic orb, uh, make it out of fire, and launch it in the direction of probably the nearest one. I don't think it's an area of effect, so probably the nearest uh, uh, book wraith or what. Roll what a have wisdom. You. Ro- roll a wisdom check for me. <laughs> okay. Carly. All right. Timothy would purposely advise against that. <laughs> oh, lucky Tyrone! That is an eighteen. Uh, you remember Celius talking about how the library has anti-fire magic, uh, before you cast it. So Uh, if you want to change that element. (laughs) Got it. Hmm. All right. How about a little bit of the old drippy drip? And he switches it to acid, to an acid chromatic orb. Mm. He'll launch that at the nearest book. All right. Uh, roll your attack. Oh, baby. That's a nat 20. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. And... All right, eight. 35 acid That's damage. a watch. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so mechanically, the way this fight's going to work is that uh, while you are fighting, you, you, you'll target basically the group, um, but just act like you're attacking one target, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to splash over. So 35 is going to knock out... Um, 
it's going to knock out uh, two of them actually. Uh, so two of the books uh, get hit with this orb of acid. Uh, one, it hits like just dead on and it, it just dissolves. Like there's nothing. The other one, the acid like splashes off and hits the shadowy book. And uh, it kind of like doesn't squeal. Cause I don't know what sounded book would make, but you can tell it's in pain and it falls to the floor. The shadow and dust uh, surrounding it fade away. And the acid has eaten into the, the cover of the book and some of the pages a bit uh, it hits the ground. Uh, doesn't look it doesn't look like it's going to get back up. Uh, do you have anything else on your turn? Um, I could move, but um, I, where where am I positioned? Am I kind of like at the front of the group? They're they're all of? around you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. In which case, I'm not really going to move. I'm just going to stay at the ready where I am. Cool. All right, then Randall. Okay, Randall is going to uh, be very confused that books are moving around like this. Not being not an educated person, and he's gonna go. Oh no! Okay, and he's gonna get out his electric guitar, and he's gonna um, he's gonna start strumming it, and he's gonna go. Um, books about birds, books about ducks. Does it matter? All books suck. And he's gonna cast uh, vicious mockery uh, on the books to mock the books, in the hope that they will learn that they're nerdy. <laughs> They must succeed in a saving throw. Wisdom. Do oh, books have boy. wisdom? I mean... These ones do, but not much. Uh, they can contain <laughs> wisdom? Yeah. But these particular Books ones, are full of wisdom. Uh, they did not roll. They got seven. So I'm going to guess nope, that, that, that fails. They are mocked. Viciously. They are mocked, and they will take three psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll. Cool. Before the end damage. of its next turn. Uh, yeah, a, a, a couple of them kind of like here. Uh, the vicious mockery, the vibrations, like rattle rattle the, the pages in their books. I don't know how that would work. Um, and they, they kind of like recoil from you uh, a bit and they take a little damage. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else? That's it, baby. Great. All right. So the... Uh, the the books are consulted some books. One of the darker smoke colored books. It um, steals itself. I don't know how that would look for a book. It, it closes its cover and like concentrates. And another uh, one of it pops out. Uh, so there's now a second smoky book. Uh, another one that's got a lighter colored um Smoke, maybe even steam, you're not sure, goes after Tiburon. Uh, that's a nat one, so it misses. In fact, uh, it, what it was, it goes to dive at Tiburon, uh, misses, and actually slams into another book behind you that was going to attack and takes them both out. Uh, they both poof, pages flutter to the ground. Uh, another one goes after, it's got sort of a dusty kind of smoke and it is going to go after Randall. Uh, that's an 11 to hit. It flaps at you. Uh, and like you just, you're able to like just bat it away. You're like, no ah, bucks like tick. And then, uh, one other one goes after uh, the same kind goes after Sarsa. And of course now I've rolled well, it is a 20 to hit dirty 20. Yeah. That, that'll hit you take two damage. The books seem, uh, if books can seem away, they seem trepidatious right now. They're like, oh, what's going on? Uh, and they kind of like back up a little bit. It is now Jarek and Sarsa's turn. What would you guys both do? And then we'll just do them together. Well, I guess, so my question, because I didn't voluntarily go werewolf. So is this like the more feral version where I yes. maybe am not? as likely to utilize my spells and will likely behave more as a werewolf. Werewolfy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she gives, would give a big howl. Oh, and just uh, attempt to pounce. I assume that I have at least about a 15 foot distance between us and one of the books. Cause I'd like to attempt yeah. to pounce on a book. Go for it. I have to attempt to hit them, and if I succeed, then they have to make a strength saving throw, or I knock them prone. So let's do my attack. 
um, to, I'll attempt to claw them. That's going to be a nine to hit. That actually does hit. Okay, cool. Dope. Then take 10 damage from that and they are, they are prone. You've uh, managed to land on one book. Uh, You didn't hit any others, but that, that book is, you land on it and it, it, it just turns into a book. Like all the smokiness goes away and it's just booky. Okay. Uh, is there any another book that's maybe nearby that I could also? Oh yeah, there's there's plenty. Okay, and then I will make another claw attack, and that's going to be a dirty twenty to hit. That'll definitely hit. And that'll do eight damage. Cool. You managed to knock that book into another book, and they both go down. Nice. Jerk. And just Sarsa is like looking very <laughs> feral with like. Bits of paper hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> uh, Jarek will dive in and um, just follow the werewolf into the fray and uh, start hitting things with his sword. So he's going to take one shot, and that's a 26. That'll hit. Nine damage. Mm-hmm. And second shot is going to be a 18. Mm-hmm. That'll hit. Six damage. Uh, we'll stop there. Okay. Uh, you managed to take out a few more books. Um, they, like, collectively, you guys managed to thin the herd quite a bit. They turned to run, but it's not their turn yet, so they can't yet. Uh, so, Tiburon, what would you do? Let them go or attack? They turn to flee, or do they have little book legs? Some of them are kind of like they're using, they're kind of doing this on the floor with the with the book, where they're like opening and shutting and crawling like an inchworm. Nice. And some of them are flapping in the air. I needed that <laughs> visual. Thank you. Uh, if they're running away, I think Tiburon is just going to ready in action. So mm-hmm. if for some reason you know this is just a trap, I can spring into an attack as soon as possible. Cool. So I'll just squat down, tree trunk stance, like. <sighs> All right. Uh, uh, Randall, would you like to attack or let them flee? Get them, Randall. Uh, okay, I'll get them. All right, uh, let's do a... He's going to take the string of his guitar and he's going to kind of pull it back. Uh, an arrow is going to materialize and he's going to shoot an arrow at uh, one of them. Nice. Ooh, 17 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, five damage. Goes right through the book, pins it uh, up against a bookshelf. The rest of them go scattering off, and they they flee and down the various uh, corridors between the shelves. Uh, you guys have a, a moment now to like kind of catch your breath and really look around uh, for the first time since you've been there. And, and things are in disarray, and it doesn't seem like it's just because of the fight. Jarek, you were there long enough where you would know that it was already somewhat in disarray when you got there. Um, I suppose it would be useful for me to know how did you portal in or did you like walk in? Jarek was delivering books. Cool. Uh, Walked in old fashioned style. Cool. Then you will know that you are on the cursed fourth floor. uh, Oh, wow. Um, Although you don't know it's cursed because you weren't there for yeah. that conversation. You just know you're on the fourth floor. Um, uh, yeah, you walked in and everything was in disarray. You caused a little bit more damage while you were fighting the books, obviously. But things don't look right. You you guys have all been in the library uh, on the other floors. And generally speaking, it's pretty nice and neat. Uh, but now the bookshelves are all where you are, are all placed at odd angles to one another and Books and scrolls are scattered all over the place. Um, did I like walk to the fourth floor? How did I? Yeah, you walked into the was fourth I, floor. I, was I delivering books to the fourth floor and there was just a regular fourth floor door for me and I just went into it? Yeah. Okay. Walked in. So, Jerex, to my knowledge, there's nothing weird about the fourth floor at all. Right. Uh, so, this is just like like pacing basically uh, and trying to calm down enough to get out of her werewolf form at this point. I don't know how you get out of that. So you and Zach can tell me uh, <laughs> how all that works. 
Uh, but yeah, I assume whenever you get to that point, uh, you can roll whatever you need to roll to get out of it. You're a werewolf. Was that? Is that? Was that? Is that? Is this new? Because I haven't seen that on you. It looks good. It looks good. It's a good look for you. I like it. But I. This is. It's a new. It's there's a lot happening or... right here. I was just. Um, it's new-ish. Uh, right about when I left. Uh, there, there's been some stuff going on. I don't know that now is the time to really have. Hold on, that is this why you left? Is this why you got all weird and left us? Well, you know, uh, I mean, uh, part of it. It it's yes. This is yes. Oh no, you found me out. Uh, you're not supposed to be here. Why are you here, Cherik? I'm not supposed to be here. You dropped out of the ceiling. I'm just delivering books on your on on, on the ship, the Crescent Squall, three. Wait, so both you and the ship are here? That's not good. Of course, that's how I get places now. Well, but you're supposed to be staying safe. You're supposed to be back in safe places, not dangerous places with wee little books flying around trying to attack people. That's, I mean, they're not usually like that. Let's, why don't we just, let's make this place safe and then we'll go from there. All right. Right. Am I still stuck in werewolf? Here, uh, let me try something. And uh, Jarek takes out a ring, a platinum ring, and holds it out to Sarsa and says, put this on. Proposal. (laughs) (laughs) Sarsa kind of like eyes him skeptically and says, you know, the last time I put on a strange piece of jewelry, that's how I got in this mess. That's, 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 uh, I did not know that either. You mean the amulet? Was that, is this... Well, uh, okay. listen, this is different. This is mine. Just put it on. It's, it'll, it'll be good. Trust me. Sarsa puts it on her finger. And you notice that Jarek also has a platinum ring just like it. Uh, Through that, he's going to cast... Are we going steady now? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Warding Bond, that is actually what you do to cast this spell. It wards a willing creature you touch and creates a mystic connection between you and the target. The target now has plus one bonus to AC and plus one to all saving throws and resistance to all damage. Also, if you take damage, Jarek takes the same damage. Oh. But you feel the connection, and through it, you feel the calm and the soothing and a connection to Jarek that you've never, that you have missed for a long time. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw with advantage. Oh, snap. And plus one. Actually, a lot of plus, because in addition to that plus one you get, also in Jarek's aura, you get another plus five. So you're going to make a wisdom saving throw with advantage plus six. I was at 25, 26. So with advantage, 26 is my wisdom saving throw without any of that. You're like 30 and above. You are the calmest and most serene you have felt in a very, very long time, and back to good old Sarsa. Sarsa just like runs up to him and gives him a big old hug now that she's back in her own skin. They hug back. He hugs back. Jarek hugs back for a long time. Tiburon, while all that's going on, uh, since you're active, you were actively readying in action, uh, give me a perception check. You can do it with advantage since you were like on guard. Oh, thank God. Colorado is going to be a, like a five. Woo, much better. <laughs> 19. Cool. Um, yeah, with a 19, yeah, you'll definitely notice this. Uh, what you see is the various like pages that have been torn, that are, that are free from the books uh, and the books themselves and scrolls and whatnot are all very slowly moving. Um, but they aren't wreathed in that shadowy uh, sense uh, stuff that you saw before. Um, you see one of the scrolls like rolling its way towards uh, a bookshelf and it kind of like it was pretty close. So it rolls a couple times and like just pops itself back in uh, seemingly where it belongs. Um, so you, you see all that. Uh, Tiburon sort of like looks over at Randall and goes, are you seeing this, Randall? Are you seeing this? Yeah. Well, what should we what do you think? I have a feeling if we stay put, we might be, we might get in trouble again, going by the state of things. Let's tell the others. Okay, let's get out of here. 
the others are still are hugging. They, uh, <laughs> um, hey, um, <clears throat> they stop. Oh, 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 sorry. We're on the we're on the book thing. Sorry. Yep. Nope. All as well. Uh, they must feel really good, like really good right now. Yeah, I, I think everything is fine. We should all just go have a pint. All right, well, we got to get out of here first. But we think if we stay here, there could be trouble. So let's get a move on. Which way should we go? Going back real quick, do we, Randall, you picked up the cockroach? Oh, oh, yeah, he's in the bag with the other cockroaches. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, we, we don't want to leave roaches crawling around the library. That would just be no, no, not those. <laughs> Might get hungry later. Yeah, so if you guys decide to hang out, head out, there's no obvious direction, but uh, you could head towards where the books, the smoky books kind of flew off to, or you could pick a random direction to go. There's a lot of sort of openings. It's almost like a maze of bookshelves from where you are. Hmm. Uh, Tyrone asked Jarek, Jarek, do you remember the way you came in? Uh, I mean, I came in the front and just went up the stairs and uh, the the note on the book said uh, fourth floor. So I just brought him in here and then I was attacked by them. Yeah, you, you look to where the door you came in was and you don't you can't tell where it was. Uh, <laughs> I either... just came in the door right over. Oh, that's not good. There is yeah. there is not a door well, there. Let, let's take a moment. We came here to find Silius, right, and to help him. So let's focus on that. All right, I, I might have something that can help, and I will take a moment and cast a uh, locate creature. Um. And basically that I describe or name a creature that is familiar to you. You sense the direction of the creature's location. As long as that creature is within 1,000 feet of you, if the creature is moving, you know the direction of the movement. So you, all you get out of that is the direction that they're in, not like a clear path to them. So if they were, if there was a giant wall between you and them, it would just point at the wall. That's just for me to understand yeah, how it it's, works. It's basically like a, a ping. Cool. All right. Works for me. Um, I sense the direction to the creature's location. Yeah. Uh, so it, you can tell that it's... concentration for up to an hour, FYI. Awesome. Uh, it's coming from the direction that the books went. Like, there's a passage that way, and they went down that passage, and that is where you sense that Silius is. Right. Uh, so we're going towards the books, and we're going to find Silius, and then we'll get out, and then... I'll explain just all the the stuff. Uh, you guys head into the book stacks, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of like a maze. Oh, right as you are uh, about to walk that direction, you hear. Do the portals make a noise? <laughs> In my head, they kind of go. This one can. <laughs> yeah, you hear a portal opening up. There is like a portal, like an actual like stone portal on the first floor of the library where we were trying to show up from. But for whatever reason, we didn't, (laughs) which probably has to do with something to do with like the connection between people sent teams seems to really tether the portals. So popping up right where somebody, you know, is isn't kind of an uncommon sort of thing. As you guys are about to walk, all of a sudden a portal in the floor opens up, whereas all you guys fell out of the ceiling or out of the air, I guess, and fell down. Uh, A portal opens up and Oliver is launched out of it and the portal closes behind him. Ah, Goodness gracious me. Uh, uh, Well, that was that was a right uh, journey. Hello, Knights of the World Table, and thank you for listening. This is Zach uh, recording this message for you uh, during an actual tropical storm in San Diego, which hasn't happened for like 85 or so years here, which maybe brings me back to my statement a couple weeks ago, which is like uh, anything in your life you can do to like manage this climate change thing might be good, whether it's, you know, your behavior or how you spend your money or how you vote, because um, this seems, you know, concerning what with the 
floods and the hurricanes and the wildfires and the general once-in-a-hundred-year events that happen several times a year now and are only getting more frequent. So, yeah, keep that in mind in your life, wherever you are. Anyway, back to our fantasy world. This was a super fun series of episodes to record. This is part one of a few episodes that will occur in the Great Library, DM'd by Matt Messerman. And, of course, I got to go back and play Jarek, which was a ton of fun to reconnect with Sarsa and explore her storylines a little bit. So thank you to Matt and everybody, and thanks to everybody who is listening. I hope everybody is uh, staying safe, staying dry if you're in San Diego. And um, as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. So, Oliver, you see... Uh, that you are in, presumably, a library, uh, a very, very messy library. There are books and scrolls uh, in disarray scattered on the ground. The bookshelves are all wonky and don't seem to be placed in any sort of alignment. You've been in this library uh, before, or at least the library you're aiming for, um, and it none of the other rooms, none of the other places that you've been in the library looked anything like this. Something looks off. And then you also see Sarsa and Randall and Tiburon, who you know. And there's a another guy there who I don't think you would know. <laughs> hey, are you Qualiver Fairmore? I'm sorry, I've only read the name. Are you like uh what what Colivar Fairmore? Fairmore. Yeah, I've I've heard about you. But you can call me Oliver. Well, who who are you exactly? Oh, you probably heard of me too, Jarek Dark Harbor. I uh. From uh, I don't. I have a. I don't know a a Jarek. Well, I've been a lot of just exchanged rings. Yeah, it's Jarek and Sarsa. Jarek and Sarsa. We fought in uh, uh, Popolona, and uh, nope, nothing. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, well, I've heard a lot about you. You're 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 a knight's legend. Uh, well, be that as it may, I've been inactive for a while, and um, circumstances <clears throat> circumstances being what they are, I felt like I had to come back. So, nice to meet you, Mr. Dark Barber. Dark Harbor, thank you. And uh, it's nice to meet you. And, uh, and uh, you know, the, the more help, the merrier, because there's, uh, there's uh, m- mean books here. Mean books. Yeah. Is, is, is this like the, the weird ship thing that, that had all the dead people's skin? Is this another situation where we have to be on our guard, compatriots? I assume that statement makes more sense to one of them. So all I can tell you is that that's the way we need to go to get Silius. We've got to figure out. Silius will know what's going on. He knows this library like the back of his hand, and he'll he'll be able to help us sort all of this out. We have to go that way, which unfortunately is, yes, towards where the icky, nasty book things find. Oh, uh, right. Oh, you the librarian fellow. Yes, uh, of course. The very old-looking half-elf, right? Rude. <laughs> right, he he does have a bit of an aged appearance to him, doesn't he? I mean, some people, you know, like I look, I'm very old, right? But I've kept my but body like, in shape. My body is a temple. I have I have very nice abs. I, I I did that thing where you work out, you know, with a beard. You might have seen apps <laughs> that that have the sort of thing that's that they modeled it after me. But the like oldest guy version, but he still looks like super hot, like kind of. I mean, salt if you're and peppery. not going to take care of yourself in your sunset years, I mean, elves also have a higher metabolism than half elves. No, not not to judge, but uh, anyway, let's go find him and let's see if we can get him on a fitness regimen uh, or get him <laughs> figure out a way that he can uh, get us back to where where our mission is. Is that our mission to find Salius? Is that your mission to find Silius? Yes, we're going. Let's right. go. Let's. I don't Let's want go. to spend this long talking about Silius's party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, lead the way, Mister Mister Doc Blubber. All right. I'm just. All right. Fine. The, this Sarsa's got a spell going. She says he's this way. All right. So Sarsa, uh, I assume you're actually going to take the lead on this, and yeah, as, given as that I you know where Twain is. Do. Yeah, yeah, as you do. Uh, so yeah, you head into the book stacks. Everyone follows. Um, and almost immediately you guys are lost. It seems almost unnatural, 
the the fact like you turn around where you came in is no longer open or maybe you took a turn somewhere you're not sure uh but you definitely don't know where you are Sarsa, you still have a good sense of where Silius is, but there is uh, bookshelves I- immediately in your way. So uh, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to have each of you, one at a time, roll uh, survival, um, unless you can give me a compelling reason why there would be something else you would use to navigate. So let's start with Sarsa. Um, and since you have this spell on targeting Silius, I'll let you roll survival with advantage. But you might already have... Of the <laughs> I rolled a Jareth 9 and a thing. 5. So, yeah, that's a 9. Rolling 9 to 5. You... <laughs> you take a turn, yeah. uh, and... Survival. Um, your, your head starts to hurt really bad, and you get, you get a... You take one point of psychic damage. Oh, I'm no! I'm rolling really poorly. Uh, who uh let's say oh, wait, Jarek's behind her i Jarek guess Robin. my resistance doesn't what was help that? With that. Yeah. if i have damage resistance one point it'd still be one point right it would have it yeah but one is one Jarek rolled so a Jarek, 19 with a so good Jarek roll would also take one psychic damage then wouldn't he yes that's true yep. yes <laughs> okay they ha- they're they're uh warded bonded right now uh ward warded bonded i don't know how yep to- I don't know how to Bondage. say it that way. All right. So you rolled a 19. Uh, yeah. You, you're like, okay, that's not the right way. Let's go this way. And you, you head down one of the bookshelf passages and that, that seems right. Um, you know, no, no pain, no uncomfortableness. Who Jarek is it? also taking specific care whenever moving to stay within at least 10 feet of Sarsa. Cause that's how, f- that's where some of his auras will cover. Cool. Yeah. The, the twisty bookshelf, corridors are all pretty cramped so you guys are all squished in nicely uh together who would be after jarek like walking wise tiburon all right tiburon roll me a survival Mm, mayhaps could tiburon roll a perception instead using his careful eyes to look about i'll allow it yeah let's do it <laughs> well, that's an eight. All right, um, you get. Uh, you also feel a headache coming on, um, and ah. you also take one Last. point of damage. I cannot roll to save my life. Uh, ah. great. You take one point of psychic damage. Uh, Randall is, uh, and you're you're definitely you feel more lost. If anything, Randall, you're up next. Roll me a survival, guys. Where are we going? This shouldn't be this hard. Why don't we just look around for a, a sign? Are there any signs? There are books anything and scrolls. Written on the, anything <laughs> written written around on the walls? Uh, on the side of one bookcase, it says D through D-E. D through D-E. Huh. What could that possibly mean? I rolled a 14 for survival. Okay. Uh, you say, yeah, uh, I th- I, maybe you feel good about that D through D E, uh, passageway and you head down that way and it, it it's good. Yeah. You, you feel good about yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. No headaches or anything. Uh, just nice and smooth. Let's have a survival check from Oliver. Oh, I rolled a 16 plus four. It's a dirty 20. Great. Uh, you also feel pretty good about the way you went. You just sort of followed... Oh, I found a microfiche section. It's all these little thin <laughs> pieces of film with with candles. It's, it looks very inefficient. But I feel like it's the right way. It doesn't smell so bad. And then, uh, just for fun, let's have everybody roll a survival check. Again? Yeah. It doesn't sound fun. Natural 20. Ooh, 10. 13. 24. Seven. 12. All right. If you rolled less than 13, you take four points of psychic damage. I rolled better. <laughs> uh, um, but with the rest of you kind of leading the way, you guys, so you guys wander through the stacks for a while. A couple of you guys get some headaches, but ultimately uh, Oliver 
uh, with that natural 20, manages to uh, lead you out of this maze of bookshelves. And uh, as you emerge from this maze, you see an odd sight. Uh, there's a large area, larger than where you initially landed, uh, like it's even bigger than that, that's been cleared away from this section of the, f- of the fourth floor. And in that clearing is uh, what appears to be a dome that is obscuring what's inside. Like you can see in, but everything's very blurry and vague. It's like looking through frosted glass, kind of. Um, it's not an actual. Oh, I've dome. seen this. This is one of those private reading areas. You go in. <laughs> it's very quiet. Yeah. Most libraries have these. Yeah, you're not wrong. Except it's magic. Uh, <laughs> um, and so you can't really see what's going on inside, and you can't really hear. But you can hear that there is noise. What you can see is there is a lot of stuff going on inside. Like there's a lot of movement, but you can't tell exactly what's in there or anything else. It's pretty big. It's like, like how big, how, what's the diameter about? Bad with sizes. I mean, uh, is it bigger see. than a semi truck? Is it, is it the size of a car? Uh, bigger it... than, bigger than either of those. It's, it's oh, like the okay. lobby so of a, like the lobby of a hotel. Like the, the library itself is, oh, okay. is huge. It's a big chunk of that. All the bookshelves oh. have been like pushed, seemingly pushed back away from that. And there's just this clearing that is. All right, that's pretty big. Okay, covered in dome. Yeah, it's a it's a big dome. It's very large, very large area here, folks. Yeah. And Sarsa, you can tell Silius is like right in the center of that dome. Silius, I can tell he's right in the center of that. <laughs> oh, your friend. Telling you. How do you know? It, how do you know it's him? It, it's a little obscured. It's, it's I, I, I cast my locate creature and I'm telling you it's, oh. it's right in there. Very good. Resourceful. Jarek would like to that. use divine sense um, which will detect good and evil anything affected by the hallow spell oh, and the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover which isn't necessarily super useful, but I get a bunch of uses of that. So any of that going on in here? Yeah. You can tell there's a lot of evil coming from that dome, uh, but you don't get a sense of it being any of those like particular uh, things. Like you don't sense the undead or anything. It feels pretty bad in there, y'all. Not in any particular way, but like, you know, paladin tingle. Torm, Torm would say it's bad. Does that make any you sense? A, you have a paladin tingle? Well, I'm... Uh, Is this something sort of you're a, being treated for currently? I'm sort of a paladin of Torm, not entirely voluntarily, but it's oh, all uh, right. It's a thing. Sort of a condition. So Eric does yes. stuff, and it's it's very helpful. Oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he is. He looks like an extremely helpful fellow. Um, you know, sort of a fetch your baggage kind of a guy. <laughs> right? Right, aren't you? Jarek... <laughs> He's totally ignoring Oliver because he's very startled by Sarsa's compliment. <laughs> That's new. <laughs> he's just like staring at her quizzically. <laughs> right. Well, um, uh, shall we try to go in? Are we going in full force to rescue your friend or, or are we trying to be sneaky about this? Well, uh, sneaky tends to not work out super great. I would say we just go on in and we save Silius. And and then we can move on and do other things, unless well, somebody said, else has a better idea. You said there was a lot of evil, uh, Mister um, Duplaba. Dark harbor, dark harbor of Hubber. darkness. Harbor, no, really? I, is Hubber. he messing with me? Possum guy, is he messing with me? See, you always do this. Well, his name is Randall. You shouldn't call him Possum Guy. <laughs> oh, good. You learned somebody's name. Way to go. Jarek just walks into this room. Yeah, it's evil. Okay. <laughs> so you, you just go straight into the dome? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, uh, there's no obvious entrance. the wind. <laughs> but you're able to just like, it's it's like a force field kind of thing, but you're able to just kind of walk right through it. Uh, does anyone else go with him? Sarsa, right after. Cool. Sarsa's sticking along. The rest of you stay out. Come in. Let's. let's... All right, Tiburon, Randall, we have to play this strategically. If anything happens to them in the next five seconds, then let's go around to the other side and take them by surprise. What say you? 
Oh, good idea. What if we waited six seconds? Yeah. Right, seven. <laughs> that is an entire round of combat. I like that. Uh, that's... Yeah, see. Okay, cool. Uh, let's, uh... DM, I would like to, as I follow Jarek, I would like to ready Spirit Guardians as a level five spell to put that around us. Uh, you're not putting it up around you yet. You're just readying it. I'm readying it like I want to, okay. like, as soon though, if, if I think that there's any nasties that are going to attack us, I'm putting that up. Cool. Uh, you guys, w- the two of you walk in from the three, from Tiburon, Randall, and Oliver's perspective, you just become blurry shapes, uh, immediately lost in the shuffle. Uh, for, <laughs> for you two, what you see when you get through there is a whole cacophony of, of, things going on uh where'd that description go uh, <laughs> there is uh the the first thing you see is that there are just a ton of like animals and you see some soldiers and just strange looking creatures you've never seen before that's that a pink blob uh you see a shirtless man with long flowing hair flanked on either side by buxom women Leas. Uh, <laughs> uh you see several t- uh like like teenager-ish, like that tween teenage, people just kind of standing around looking sullen. Um, and all of these all of these different creatures are watching something that you can't see because they're, they're blocking your view in the middle. You know, this really wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> and none of them are really responding to our presence? Uh, unless you made a big noise when you came in, like, hey, pay attention to me. Uh, no, they're, they're like, focused. I mean, the animals are rooting around a little bit and not really paying too much attention, but even they seem to be kind of, like, trying to see what's going on. I will stick my head out of the force field and say, you guys should come in here. When you try to do that, you bonk Uh-oh. your head on the force field. Oh. Um, doesn't let you out. The three of you <laughs> see Jarek's face. Clearly for just a moment as it bumps up against the force field and kind of like is smushed and then bounces off. Do we think he's doing that on purpose? I turn to Sarah and say, I, I think the force field is kind of a one-way thing. Right, I, I observed that. Uh, do you want to see if we can maybe casually work our way forward uh, and see what's going on in the center of this? But we got to stick together, right? Yeah, right, boys. Let's we... go. Let's go to the other side, and and get away from them, and then we'll surprise them from the other side. Sars right. uh, is going to grab Jarek's hand and like lead him through the crowd. And again, I've got that spirit guardians ready to go to circle around us. Like the minute it looks like anything might go tits up. Cool. Uh, as, <laughs> as it goes, utters up. Um, <laughs> Ow! Stop! I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm trying not to be funny for you, Jen. I know. Uh, you, uh. Um, all right. So you guys, the two of you push through while the other three of you are making your way around. Um, as you start to push through, uh, that's around the time that the three of you guys make it in. You're, you, you guys are start, And you see the same thing. Animals, soldiers, students, shirtless men with long hair and uh, attractive women. Uh uh, what was the other one? <laughs> uh, weird creatures that you just do not recognize at all. Um, I, I don't know what you guys will do, but at the two of them are still pushing their way through uh, towards the center. Oliver just whispers to Randall, I've read about stuff like this, but I don't think I've ever witnessed <laughs> uh, such a gathering. Have you? You know, one time when I ate a bunch of weird garbage... Uh, outside of this really dilapidated house, I yes. was really seeing some weird stuff. Sure, yes. and uh, we've all been, there. you know, yeah, you know, you just get carried away with a little bit of stinky garbage, and you can, you can't boy. just eat any refuse. You have to be selective. I completely right. disagree. <laughs> well, to each their own. <clears throat> change that. Okay. Yeah, but this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. S- that's the wrong name. Uh, Jarek and Sarsa, you managed to make your way far enough into this crowd, uh, kind of elbowing your way through. And there, people just getting out of your way. There's so many people here that they, they don't even seem to notice you. Uh, or if they do, they don't care. Uh, they're entranced. You make it so you can see into the, 
the center where everyone's looking. Mm-hmm. And what you see there is you see, I think you would both know who this is. Uh, Sarsa, definitely. You see Timothy. Um, uh, Jarek, if you've been delivering books to the library, you would have met Timothy, uh, the librarian assistant or assistant to the librarian. Um and he is standing over in uh, seemingly unconscious uh, Silius. And he seems to be like almost in a trance. Um, Timothy seems to almost be in a trance. And he's, you can't make it out over the cacophony of noise, but he's, he's muttering something. You, you get the sense he's do, almost performing some sort of ritual um, on Silius. Surrounding them. Um, or guarding them, I guess, are several large books and even larger scrolls, just like massive, like taller than than any of you. Uh, not like the little shadowy books that you fought before. These are big, although they are also wreathed in similar sort of smoky, steamy, misty uh, wisps of something. Like, can I, as a cleric, do I have any insight into what kind of a ceremony or what what timothy might be casting on silius give me an arcana check 16 you're not sure what the ritual is but it's not good it almost reminds you of of the feeling that you got when you put on the ring and you were bonded with jarek you get that sort of sense of like something bondy is happening there and obviously not consensual no, I mean Silas is not even awake. So, do we uh, do we see this? The three of us on the other side. If you guys have pushed through the crowd, if that's what you would do, then yes. By, I, I I'll say that you guys get there around. Come on, the same lads. Uh, oh yes. How about how about all these people? Yeah, it's a good thing we all met just like everyone else. Just trying to blend <laughs> in. It's like everyone else here. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Does it look like this ritual like requires noise, like somatic components? Uh, he's definitely muttering something. So your impression would be yes. Right. Uh, so I could stop this right now, but I have a feeling if I do, things are going to get real wonky real quick. I'm up for wonky. All right, then. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, from I'm going to kind of keep us towards the back of the crowd as much as I can, but then I'm going to cast Shatter as <laughs> a we'll do it as a fourth level uh, spell uh, like literally right at Timothy's ear. Okay. He, he has to make a con saving throw. Well, he would have to make a con saving throw, but uh, as you cast that, uh, one of the large scrolls that's standing uh, near him unfurls around, like in front, and takes the entire brunt of the shatter spell. It actually is casting counter spell. Uh, Ooh. Like, mechanically, that's what's happening. But from your perspective, scroll and rolls hits the scroll. Nothing happens. That alerts Timothy. No. And he stops what he's doing. Look, his head snaps up and he sighs and says, stop them. Um, and one of oh, the no, bo- intruders over there. Yeah. One of the books, <laughs> like one of the big books opens up and effectively swallows Timothy and Silius. Um They're uh-huh. no longer like visible there, right? to you. Okay. What was that? Yeah, no, I said they're you can't still there. There, yeah. Um, if your if your uh, locate creature is still on, which I think it is, you would be able to tell. Like it's still it, they're in the book, I guess. <laughs> um, it's it's blurry. Like it, 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 the locate creature kind of fades out right at the book, but you get the sense it's in that book. It's like um, one of those fake books that's like actually a safe. You open it up, and there's a big space in the middle, and. That Something like that. It was like a, it was like a mouth. It was like a, a mimic. Mouth. It was a it was a mouth. Yeah, uh, you didn't get a clear look at it uh, to see if it was mimicky yeah. or not, but mm. you definitely because it, it was quick. It was like open snap, uh, and they're and they're vanished from view. 
the other books and scrolls, the large ones, all kind of meander around. Um, and it, it's very confusing as to which books were where. It's like doing a three-card Monty <laughs> or Cups and Balls routine. Um, Sarsa would have a vague sense of which of the books he's in. But the se- most of the large reading material, so I can stop saying books and scrolls, uh, make their way towards uh, one side of the dome kind of away from either of your two groups. Like they go perpendicular to that Uh, ancient looking scroll and a skinny book are the only two of the large books that are left. A big portion of the, of the creatures uh, and whatnot turn back, turn into those like shadowy looking books, but even more shadowy than before. There's like, you don't even see a, a substantial book form beneath the shadow. You just see, shadow and mist and dust and they're all swirling together and like your vision is obscured there are still some uh creatures wandering around but mostly what you see when all that dust clears is there's a big ancient scroll there's a big skinny book there are a lot of soldiers and a lot of animals but you don't really see any of the other uh beings that you saw around before and they look pissed okay Okay, so I think that's the intern guy that just got eaten by that book with Celius. And um, do you know, can you tell where they are, Sarsa? I can point in the general direction, then I will do that. They are seemingly outside of the dome that way. <laughs> They're outside of this. Oh no, they've eaten the small man and, and the old the old half-elf. We have to rescue both of them. The... Right. Soldiers start to form up around the ancient scroll and the animals around the skinny book. And they start to like, they, they kind of separate onto those sides and they're on either side of, of you guys. You guys have kind of been pushed to the middle as all the chaos was happening. And, and the five of you are together and the soldiers start seemingly hurting you towards the scroll and the animals are doing the same thing towards the skinny book. They're they're trying to move you. Yeah, don't like that. Sars is gonna kind of run up like between both of those parties. Like how far away are they from each other? Twenty feet. Perfect. Perfect. So she's gonna go <laughs> like so she's ten foot from one, ten foot from the other. And then she's gonna cast destructive wave. Oh, what's that do? I don't know that one. You strike the ground, creating a burst of divine energy that ripples ripples outward from you. Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 5d6 thunder damage as well as 5d6 radiant or necrotic damage your choice and be knocked prone. Um, And then I would utilize my um, Tempest Domain. There's basically a thing with Tempest Domain where I can use, make it so that any like thunder or lightning damage is automatically full damage. Dang. Do Do they have to roll or anything? They have to make a con save. So the score to beat would be a seven. Dang. It's a level five spell, guys. Like, that's a spell. Sarsa is like. Ready to sit down and have talky times and not be dealing with with this stuff. That's a clear the dome spell. Okay, so you you strike the ground and this wave rumbles out from you. What you see as it kind of goes by is so that the animals and soldiers, in addition to the animals and soldiers, there's also some of those smoky books floating around. So what you see is the book things that are floating around and the scrolls and whatnot, the little ones. Um, they like completely puff out like it is like it it disperses them uh pretty strongly um the animals uh make a run like they they get hit uh, go ahead and roll damage so the thunder damage is gonna be a flat 30 okay and then the radiant damage is gonna be 19 okay so there's a, so be a total of bright flash damage. of light and lightning. Um, the animals in particular, like about half of them, they stop being animals and they become those book things. All of the animals uh, with that much of a, a hit stream towards the skinny book and actually into it. And you see it open up and swallow them. And this time you definitely, it looked like a mouth. 
that book itself, uh, when the wave hits it, kind of like washes over it, but doesn't seem to actually damage it. You do see like some of the pages get a little dog-eared, but it doesn't look like it took <laughs> any substantial damage. On the other side, with the soldiers, um, only the shadowy parts get knocked out. The actual soldiers themselves remain. Uh, some of them stagger and look a little worse for wear, but they're all still up. They are knocked prone if they uh, if they don't save. They are knocked prone then. Sarsa came to clean up shop. Yeah, the soldiers are knocked on their butts. The animals have disappeared into the skinny book. Uh, Go ahead and roll initiative, everyone. We're fighting a skinny book and a large scroll. And And some some shadow things. Okay. Four. By the way, every time I type Jarek, autocorrects to jerk. I have added Jarek (laughs) in my dictionary. Still autocorrects it every single time. Uh, Don't tell Oliver. 17. So Tiburon is going to be up first. So you've got a bunch of soldiers on their butts. Uh, You've got uh, uh, kind of in the middle of them or right behind them, I guess, uh, is a large ancient looking scroll. And then on the other side of you guys is a skinny book that no longer has animals in front of it. And all the soldiers were knocked prone around the scroll, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. I think Tiburon will take advantage of that and go at the scroll, like run up to it and just yeah, 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 slash it up. Okay. So you make your way around or through the prone soldiers, I guess. And <laughs> sure. You... Like just hopping around oh, oh, and trying not to step on them, but you know. Uh, give, give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> no, five. Okay. The scroll unfurls as you attack it, and you're engulfed. Go ahead and roll an attack on that. Should I just roll all, all my attacks? I... Yeah, go for it. An 11, a 13, and a 5. None of those hit. Um, and as okay. you swing wildly at the scroll, it unfurls, swallows you up. Whoop! Avenge me! Next will be actually that scroll. It advances on Oliver. Oh my goodness. And it it flops over on its side and rolls towards you. <laughs> ah! One of the ends of the scroll, a large, disgusting-looking uh, tendril of some sort, reaches out uh, ah. to, try to, to try to get you. Okay, Don't like do that. Actually. Dirty 24 to hit. That will hit. Really rolling terrible tonight. You take four bludgeoning damage, and you are stuck to this thing as it starts to pull you in i'm stuck okay am i restrained you are i guess you're grappled you're you're grappled by it grappled okay and it's sticky and it's pulling you in okay on your turn you can try to escape sarsa you've got the skinny book still standing and the scroll scrolls going after oliver this is very sticky Watch yourself. I'm going to go ahead and cast aid and I'll cast it on Oliver, Jarek and Tiburon. Do you have to be able to see uh, the people you're aiding? It's within range of 30 feet. Because you can't see Tiburon. It just says your spell bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Awesome. Yeah. Then that boosts their hit point maximum and current hit points by five for the duration they are aided that'll do me the skinny book is up next it retreats uh pretty far away like it gets out of dodge at its furthest distance away that it can get from you guys it then opens up and a couple of animals come out they like swirls out in a shadowy form and you get there's like a large cow or a normal sized cow cows are big uh a horse and a duck and that ends his turn cow horse Duck. Walk out of a book. Randall. Randall is going to reach into his uh, pouch. He is going to um, find a little vial and he's going to um, take a little bit and he's going to kind of break off the end of like a pen and he's going to stick it in uh, to the vial and he's going to kind of pull some into that's kind of in this ballpoint pen looking thing. He's going to come up and he's going to stab it kind of into the back of Oliver and he's going to get a uh, a little jolt of energy and he is going to be hasted. Ah! Cool. Here, this is going to give you a boost. Oh, why, what are you what the heck are you doing to me? Just embrace it. Embrace it. Ah! Ooh. Ooh. Oh, goodness. 
Cool. And that's the turn. The uh, soldiers all pick themselves up off the floor. It is their turn now. And they all start to go towards you guys. What they are attempting to do is to take you guys and push you towards the scroll. That is that is what is being attempted. Um, I'm just going to roll once for all of them. Everybody roll a strength saving throw, except for Oliver, who is grappled. Uh, do I also roll one? Oh, not you. You're in the scroll. So I guess just the other three. Five. Sarsa would be plus five, so ten. I have 19. Hmm. Three. The soldiers pick up Sarsa and Randall. In addition to Oliver, they are pushed inside of the scroll. I'm in the scroll now. I'm not just stuck by it. Yeah, because you were grappled when they attacked, you didn't have a choice and they just pushed you in. Uh, Jarek, you were the only one left outside of the scroll at this point. Mm -hmm. It is a bunch of soldiers, ancient scroll, a couple animals, skinny book, and all your friends are inside the scroll. And also Oliver. So they all got basically fed to it, like mouth Mm -hmm. style? Yeah. How many soldiers are there? A lot. Okay, I want to um, charge into this, like, the midst of all of the soldiers. Okay. Like, as deeply into the crowd as I can, and then cast Thunderstep and hop back out <laughs> to where I am. They will all make a constitution saving throw and taking 3d10 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. It's my save number. Save DC 18. Take that, soldiers. Okay, they, they succeed. They got a 21. Uh, oh, come on. All right. So so they would take half that damage? Yes. How much damage would it have been? It would have been 21 thunder damage. Thunder damage. Half that, so 11. Yeah, I'll blast all of them and then kind of like separately on my own, on my own volition, I'll just dive into the scroll. Okay. All right. You like are there, you bamf away and like knock several of the soldiers down or away. They vanish into puffs of smoke, some of them, and uh, you dive into the scroll. (laughs) 